0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So we begin our fifth week, the fourth Sunday of Lent, and an encouragement on our Lenten journey, what is our perspective? These words from St. John Clamachus, I wanted to begin the homily with, uh, However, the church gives a correct interpretation of the doctrine of St. John Clamachus when it proclaims that asceticism has neither sense nor value if it's not the expression of love. So all that we do, all our work in the Lent and we're on the journey is about loving God and loving neighbor. That's, that's the work. If it's about self-improvement or these other things, we're a little, we're off. This is why thou dost entreat us, love God, so that ye may live in his eternal goodwill and let nothing be set higher than this love. So everything we do in our life, but particularly during the Lenten struggle, it's not uh, about improving ourselves or being better spiritually, um, although those may be byproducts, thanks be to God, but it's about loving, loving God and loving neighbor. So, let me keep that in perspective as we kind of journey through the scriptures today. So, first, in Hebrews, we hear these words, we might have strong consolation who who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. What's that hope? What's that promise God has set before us? That God loves me. He desires my salvation more than I desire the salvation for myself. God desires that salvation for me. He wants to gift me righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit and a place in the eternal kingdom of God. This is what God is offering to us. This is our hope. This is our promise from him. So we have to make an effort to work to obtain it, to go kind of go after it. So what's the primary virtue that uh, we need when we take a journey like this that's going to push us to our limits? I'm not going to move ahead until you answer correctly. Patience. Patience. Faith said love. She's right, but I'm going to trump you today. Patience. You were right. But patience because in this journey we struggle because it's a, it's a, uh, a long fight. It's an endurance contest. Here's St. James. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. This is the important line. But let patience have its perfect work that you would be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So when you're in a struggle like this, in a journey, let patience have its perfect work. So be lacking nothing. This is Our journey is to dig things out of us, to move us forward spiritually in loving God and loving neighbor. But this whole, this whole sense is that we need to be patient in this work because it takes uh, an endurance, a courage, to move us forward in this life, uh, in this struggle. Uh, Lent is a kind of a microcosm of that. This 40 days plus Holy Week. We have this kind of journey before us. And we find in this, as we do in life, we find failure, doubt, and disappointment. And Father Alexander Schmemann in Great Lent says, no faith is complete unless we experience these things and overcome them. So if you're struggling with failure, doubt, and disappointment, it's, we need to find a way to overcome them, to turn to God in them, to move our soul and our, our mind toward God in, these, in this effort so that uh, we're lifted up in the struggle and that we endure patience. we endure with patience these disappointments and failures and, it, and as we endure them, it builds our faith. It builds our faith. You know, I remember some struggles that were set before us here in this community. Uh, we're here in this building because we endured a lot of stuff. You know, when we first wanted to build out here, we bought this piece of property, thanks be to God. And the supervisor we had said, uh, oh, I love the project. Buy the property. And the supervisor lost the election. And the new supervisor said, I don't like the project. Pull it off the books. So we had to endure that. And then when we went to the board of supervisors, they said, we don't like, we don't want a church on that ag land. A beautiful law came along called the Religious Freedom Act that said the county or the government agency had to prove why you can't build. It wasn't about an opinion. And they had no reason why we couldn't build on this property. So after many years and many dollars and many struggles, many disappointments, many failures, God blessed us. God blessed us. And it was very beautiful because I think we came through it with a degree of humility and a great deal of gratitude toward God. So that's what, that's, that's what this life, this enduring things that can help us in that way. So don't, don't, don't fall back into a despair when you run into difficulties. Endure them with patience. Allow that patience in your life to work in your soul that you become perfect and lack nothing, says St. James. So let's move on to the next. We, uh, we have a hope that the Lord says, uh, in St. Saint, uh, Saint Paul says in Hebrews, it's an anchor of the soul. So we have these beautiful words from uh, the prophet Isaiah. God is with us. It's beautiful at Compline we hear this word. God is with us over and over again. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of his increase of the government and his peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts has performed this. God is with us. God is victorious in his works. And we have to kind of lean back into this victory that God has won for us. And we can lean back into him and understand that when we're with him, that he's fighting with us and for us. You know, I was, we were visiting my uh, sister-in-law She's a very devout Catholic lady. She has stuff all over her house. She gives me this, a, cop, a coffee cup that says, God's got this. <laughs> I said, yeah, God's got this. And we have to have that. We have to understand that when we, when we run into a struggle and pray to God, we're giving it to him. We're giving him the struggle. This isn't like a, a little sidebar. And I'm just going to, I'm walking this journey, I'm just going to pray over here a little bit. No, you're giving God that, what you give to him. And you're saying, God, have mercy on this. You do the work. You do the work. If I have to do something along the path, show me. But you do the work. God's got this. Okay, we have to understand how powerful that is for us as Christian people. And so we come to this uh Struggle that when, when we understand that when we can turn to God and find God in us and in that situation, it moves, it moves us in a very different way. It moves us to hope and encouragement. And these great words that we all know and uh, I, I love wonderfully that help encourage us when we come to stuff like this that's difficult. The Lord says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." When you're coming to difficult things, turn to God, turn to God in you. This is the place we go, to God inside us. And we find rest for our souls. And he says, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. This is where we go. Not out there to try to fix it. Fix it. we got that thing of fixing things. Okay, we want to fix it. No, turn to God. Ask him to help you fix it. And maybe he'll even do it for you. God's got this. God's got this. And then we come to the gospel text itself. And we see the devil and the demons tossed to, and to the the son of the distraught father from to and fro. And then we come to uh, looking at this in relation to our own appetites, our own passions. Do you not got? Do you not get tossed to and fro by your appetites? You have You make a decision not to do something, and you find yourself doing it. You're, you're not going to do that, and you go do it anyway. You know, we find ourselves, like, tossed by these demons, by these appetites, left and right. We want to walk this narrow path, and we find ourselves tossed to and fro by gluttony. You know, so interesting when you make a decision in Lent not to eat something, how it screams at you. Somebody told me the other day they, 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 they never go, they never smell hamburgers when they drive by In-N-Out Burger, except during Lent. It's like that smell is like overwhelming. Like, what is this? Tossed to and fro by lust, by anger, by uh, vainglory, by greed, by pride, by envy. These things just toss us to and fro. Uh, The saints say we uh, fall away from God, from our high calling, defiling the image, soiling the garment. We turn away from God and we fall to all these appetites. But God says, I will give you something that will help you. You need to clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will flourish. So how do we clean the inside of the cup? He says, prayer, fasting, and we'll add almsgiving because those are the directions God gave to us. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. This is how you're going to work. So I was thinking about this this vision came to me. Not a vision, a memory. I don't get visions. (laughs) The karate kid. Okay, this is so good. I, I put it up, broke it up on YouTube and watched it again and watched how great this was. So Karate Kid, you know, for those who don't know, you need to see the movie. It's a great movie. But um, so he wants to become a karate master. So he goes to Mr. Miyagi. And this guy is a, a master in karate. And he says, come to my house and I'll, we'll, I'll, well, I'll teach you. And so he shows up at the house, and they make a deal. He says, anything I say to you, you do. Okay, no questions. So he puts the little band on his head, ties it, and he says, okay, wax the car. He says, wax the car? He says, wax the car. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. He said, when you're done with that car, that, that one, there's, you need to do that one too. So he goes, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I get this. So the next time he shows up, he's ready to do the karate, and he says, okay, paint the fence. Paint the fence. He goes through the motions, you've got to paint the fence this way and this way. Paint the fence. And it's like, you know, probably a hundred feet of fence he's got to paint. So, so he He's, he's, pages is wearing thin. And then he says, comes back the next day and he says, okay, I'm ready. He says, okay, sand the floor. Sand the floor. And it's like, whoa. And at the end of that, he goes, okay, that's it, I'm done. I'm, all I'm doing is coming here and doing all your chores for you. And he's all upset. Miyagi says, stop. He puts them in front of him and he says, and he starts doing these attacks. And he starts attacking him and he says, uh, wax the car. And he knocks the hands away. And he says, there comes another, he says, paint the fence. And he hits them this way. And all of a sudden he goes through this whole routine of attacking him. And all these things he did were actually defensive moves to defeat the enemy. Pray, pray, fast, give alms. You know sometimes we don't see the fruit quickly. We don't understand it. We do it over and over again. We're not seeing the fruit. and all of a sudden we get we, we're working hard at prayer and all of a sudden a thought comes in to our mind, our mind is been sanctified by prayer and we defeat it. Why? Because we have prayed. Because we prayed, our mind is sanctified, it defeats those enemies. We find ourselves uh, attacked by appetites, and we all of a sudden have this power to say no. Why? Because we fasted. Because we used that great uh, spiritual weapon of fasting to defeat this enemy that's coming at us. All the appetites could be defeated by the fast. And then we find the sense of somebody's offended us, and we and all of a sudden we start to pray for them. What? It's like I'm praying for somebody that offended me. Why? Because I was an almsgiver. I, I my heart became developed compassion. So you understand how powerful these 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 uh, disciplines are to pray, to fast, to give alms. They become the great weapons against the enemy. So don't don't take them for granted. Don't just push them aside. It's something we do as Christian people. They they arm us. They arm us against the enemies. And then finally, this incredible moment where the Lord says, if you believe, uh, I can heal, your son will be healed. I believe, help my unbelief. These words, help, I believe, help my unbelief. We could all say that over and over again. I believe, help my unbelief. We need to confess our weakness and confess our faith at the same time. A beautiful kind of paradox there. A juxtaposition. My faith and my weakness together. And God comes into that moment and then he is the one that lifts us up. You know, in, the, in this account, Lift, did the son stand up on his own? No, the Lord lifted him up. So we get to this point in our life, in our journey, when we need to have that extra boost of God's love, God's faith given to us to push us to that place where we can find a spiritual success or some some something in our life that needs to be lifted higher. Then we need... We need to be able to confess, one, our weakness, but then confess also our faith in God. Now, I was reminded when I think of this uh, about footprints in the sand. You all know about that. You know, when there's two footprints in the sand, and then there's and, the life, and a person's life's journey, and all of a sudden there's just one when it went. When it was going through a really difficult time, and... Then he complained to the Lord. He said, you know, when things got really hard, Lord, you left me. Look, at, there's only one set of footprints in the sand. No, no, no. Those are my footprints. I carried you. I carried you. That's, that was me carrying you. We need to understand that's what God does. That's who our God is. He's a carrier of us when we struggle, when things are difficult. We may think he's far away, We might not sense his presence, but that's what he does for us. So, beloved, as we journey uh, in this fifth week, may we continue to make this effort and fulfill with a full assurance of faith that striving and obtaining this holy life, we will be accompanied by God's grace, life eternal, unfading goodness, inexhaustible riches, unchanging and ending delight, in the glory of the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.